Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Jordan Canellis filling in for Sam Hargraves tonight on SEN. Good to be in your company. You can send us a text at any time, 0433981116, if you'd like to get involved off the text machine or give us a call, 1300 736 736. We'll have uh, at 8 o'clock Brett Phillips with the first serve coming your way back in his regular time slot to bring you everything that's been happening in the world of tennis. But we've still got half an hour with you here on the Sporting Capital and plenty to get through. From an AFLW perspective, the good story of the weekend was the news at Hawthorne and Essendon's round one meeting in two weekends from now. Uh, in each of their inaugural games in the women's competition has been moved to Marvel Stadium due to an unprecedented ticket demand. Josh Vandaloo is Hawthorne's GM of Operations and Major Projects, and he's with us uh, on the Sporting Capital tonight. Evening to you, Josh. How's things? Oh, I can't hear Josh. I got you there, Josh. How you doing, Jordan? Good, good. There we go. How's things? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Incredibly exciting time for the club. Um, yeah, moving to Marvel is what we were looking forward to. Absolutely. How confident were you that the game would be moved to Marvel? Uh, look, we were confident our, our fan base and that of Essendon's as well would certainly show up and, and want to support. So um, when tickets went on sale and that occurred, we were, we were pretty confident the game would be moved because you don't want to lock fans out. Was it clubs, players, fans? Who was, who was the, the, main, the, the primary instigator in the groundswell to have the venue shifted? Because this has been a movement that's been a couple of weeks in the making. Yeah, I think you go back to the uh, announcement of the fixture and, and our coach um, was very vocal at the time, Beck Goddard. Um, but really, it comes from a club perspective. We want our players playing on the best grounds um, in stadiums. We want to pack it out. We want to give the best experience for the players, fans, our club. And, and in, it's an inaugural season, so um, it's a historic time for the club and for Essendon and the competition as it grows. So um, why not get it on the best best place possible to play? How much communication was there with uh, with Essendon as well? Because they're obviously 50% part of this game as well. How much communication with them to help initiate the move? Yeah, of course, we have to have to talk through it with them. It's actually their home game, so they've been great partners in, in the concept. And um, yeah, their home game, their fans, but our fans will, will definitely be coming along too. Aside from just having a bigger crowd, what does playing the game at Marvel Stadium actually mean for the team and the club? Oh, look, it's, as I said before, it's a historic uh, occasion for the club. We've, we've waited a long time to, to join this competition. We've had a very successful VFLW program. Um, we get to step up to the, to the big competition now. So when newcomers, we're realistic about what that means. Everything's a first for us. So it's been our first pre-season, our first camp, our first travel uh, cross borders to Perth in a practice match, our first game at the MCG against Richmond on the weekend and, and, um, and round one coming up. So there's a lot of firsts. It's exciting. The players, the, the coaches, all the staff um, 
can't wait for it to begin. So I'm sure you're just wanting to get to that first game and then and then worry about what happens afterwards. But if you do look down the track, would you look to to maybe to do this again? And if if the support is there, if there's another unprecedented uh, demand in ticket sales, would you would you look at moving another game down the track to Marvel? Yeah, well, I think all those options have to be considered, don't they? Um, our first home game will be the weekend after at Box Hill City Oval. Um, we've got another game in round three there. Look, if if there's interest, if the demand is there, you, you need to play these games at, at the best possible stadiums, like I, like I keep saying. So all of AFLW has been a groundswell since it began. New fans, new players, new heroes for, for people to support. Um, it's all about opportunity. So if, if there's demand there, let's do it. The, I guess the housekeeping for those listening and interested in attending the game, what does it mean, this move in the venue, for fans who have already had tickets to uh, to Northport Oval or I think ETU Stadium it's called now? And how easy uh, is it just in general, the logistics to move venues this uh, or about two weeks out? Yeah, so everybody that already purchased the ticket automatically gets transferred across and, and ticket sales um, are there available via the Hawks website, via Essendon's website, um, so it should be a pretty seamless process from here for anyone that wants to wants to get along. Uh, it's ten dollars for adults. It's it's free for children. Um, it'll be a comfortable and great experience. So um, yeah, we encourage everyone to everyone to get along. Uh, during the week or during last week, anyway, Tilly Lucas Rod was made your first captain with Jess Duffin, her vice captain. Uh, she knows a little bit about being in inaugural teams. Lucas Rod being in uh, Carlton's first team back in the inaugural season and then St Kilda when they were introduced in 2020. How critical will her experience, among the other veterans, be in helping this uh, new squad? Oh, absolutely critical. Tilly's been brilliant since she's come across from St Kilda. Um, we've got a dozen players on our list that have had AFLW experience, um, which means there's going to be a lot of first-timers playing in that round one game. Um, so having that experience, having people like Tilly as captain, um, Caitlin Ashmore, Jess Duffin, as you mentioned, um, they know what it's all about. They know what, what the experience will, will be like, and um, and that'll be uh, enable our younger players to follow. Was it a uh, was it a, a, a coach's decision, executive, or was it voted by the playing group, the captain? Yeah, so a, a combination of all, really. The players certainly uh, were involved in the process, um, had an opportunity to put forward votes, um, but it's not a simple um, step process like that. It, it started um, right from the start of pre-season. We have leadership discussions and and um, and tr- really try and identify um, who has the capability, what are the characteristics we want in our leaders at the club. Um, we talked about it further at, at our at our camp. Um, and then, yeah, the players had a vote. The coaches all got around and, and Tilly got the nod. Um, but as part of a leadership group of, of four players that have that experience, um, which is just going to be critical for us uh, as, as newcomers to the competition. From your point of view, uh, GM of uh, major projects and operations, how easy or how smooth have preparations been to set this all up? <laughs> it's a great question. It's it's certainly come at us really fast. So if you if you rewind back about three or four months, we we didn't have any players and we didn't have any staff, but we we had a dream and a desire to enter the competition. Um, what bringing it forward did was really sharpen everyone's focus. So we we, we got um, got to task really quickly. As I said, we had a, a really successful VFLW program. We built on that. Um, we brought in our first initial signings. We went to the draft. We added our VFLW players across the competition who were performing really well. Built a high-performance team, started identifying coaches, and, and really the last couple of weeks has, has been testing all that out through these practice matches so that we're ready for round one. Um, yeah, can't stress enough how, how fast it's happened, but 
Um, we're really proud of the environment that's been created. Beck's driven some really fantastic standards. She's teaching a new game plan. Um, as I keep saying, we're newcomers, but we want to be able to compete straight away, and we're looking forward to that opportunity to play on the big stage. Which was the uh, which was the most stressful part of that build-up? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if it's stressful. I'd say the most exciting part was definitely the draft because you don't know which players you're going to add, and we had seven picks in, in that first round. So um, probably stressful and you don't know what you're going to get, but, um, mm. but really pleased when you walk out and you get to finish your squad off and and bring them into training. Um, of those draftees, we got we've got five players doing year twelve still. Um, we've got seventeen year olds on our list. It adds a whole new complexity uh, to list management and, and building a team that we'd never really considered before. But that's the that's the exciting part of all of this, and they they fit in really well. Does it feel like everything is ready now? It does. It does. We're ready to go. We've we've had our practice matches. Um, yeah, we're ready for round one. Bet Goddard has been involved with the club for several years now, first joining as the, the VFLW coach. So she isn't uh, a brand new face uh, just arriving before your first AFLW season as the head coach. She knows the environment of the club. What kind of advantages does that allow the team? Oh, exactly that. She's done this before. She's a premiership coach. Um, she's lived and breathed it. Um, so all, when, I, when I talk about building that high-performance environment and knowing what standards to drive, she's done that before. Um, she knows how to impress that up, uh, upon a young group um, with the coaching staff around her. Um, they've got various levels of coaching experience, but um, they're able to tap into her and understand um, what it takes to get the best out of a group. So um, I've seen that firsthand. Beck's been brilliant, and um, and the players are really looking forward to playing under her. Your hit out at the MCG yesterday in the practice game against the Tigers. The result didn't go the way with the result, but what, what was the general sentiment uh, that the squad and, and the team took away from that game? Yeah, I think it's what I, what I was saying before. We got the opportunity to practice. Like we came up against a Richmond side who have done this before this this year and in previous seasons. That I think they've got a really good handle on on what their best team looks like and and put that out on the park. We're still trying to find out what our best team um, looks like. Um, yeah, that new coaching group creating that cohesion. Um, there was a lot of testing for us in that game, testing players in different positions, um, testing our ball movement. So we got a really good. Um, experience there, seeing what the level looks like and, and we'll only grow from there. Give us some, some names. There's a couple of uh, couple of well-known names in this squad that, uh, that a lot of um, AFLW watchers would know, as we mentioned before. Tilly Lucas-Rod, the captain. Uh, Jess Duffin's in there as well. Um, uh, Caitlin Ashmore's uh, been a regular part of AFLW since the start. Jazz Fleming's the, the, uh, the your first draft pick from uh, from the draft just gone, but are there any, any uh, diamonds in the rough that Hawks fans should keep an eye on for this season? Yeah, you certainly called out a, a lot of the prime movers that have really impressed us uh, across pre-season. We've got a player like Sarah Perkins coming back, who's a lifelong Hawthorne supporter, um, who'll play up forward and, and, and give us a really strong presence. Um, uh, other draftees that we that we brought in early picks, Lucy Wales has, has been great in the ruck the last couple of weeks, and we're really excited by her future prospects, just as we are with uh, Mackenzie Eardley, who was our second pick in the draft. Um, she's a tall defender, um, really quick, um, aggressive at the ball, um, and she's so, uh, shown some really good signs early as well. So uh, what you'll see from us is that mixture of um, youth that are new to the game and getting their first opportunities and 
and our fans will get to see what the next generation looks like and, and they'll be well led by uh, those players that have done this before and, and bring that experience and all the names you already mentioned, they've had great pre-seasons and, and um, should start really well. The club opened up its uh, women's membership packages a few weeks ago. What have the, the numbers been like early doors? Yeah, we're, we're past 3,000 now, so it's been a, it's been a great result. Um, um, it's only been on off for the last uh, month or so. Um, we encourage as many uh, supporters as possible to, to get out there, and it's a $50 membership. It gets you access to all the games, um, brings you into the inner sanctum for the, the inaugural season. So um, we add that alongside the, the close to 80,000 members of the club more broadly. Um, puts us in a really great position. So if there's Hawks supporters or any supporters of women's sport out there, um, sport in general that um, they're looking for a club to follow, um, jump on board. It's, it'll be a great experience for the next few months. And last one, Josh, what uh, what goals is the team setting itself this year? So as one of the, the four new teams, uh, how, how lofty or how modest are these objectives that you'll have for the season? Yeah, it's certainly not wins and losses. It's all about getting the building blocks right. So when I, when I talk about getting that, uh, embedding that high performance environment and, and teaching a new game plan and and driving standards, they're the things we're really going to measure ourselves on. So, um, look, it's going to be great to get a few wins along along the way. The first win uh, will be exciting, um, but it's really not about that at this point in time. It's If we get all those things set up um, in this first season, that's going to set ourselves up for um, sustained success going forward, and, and that's really what it's all about as, as newcomers into the competition. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the uh, on the Sporting Capital. Good luck for the season ahead, and, uh, and great news over the weekend with the venue move. Uh, good luck. Not a problem. Thanks very much for having me. Josh Vandaloo from Hawthorne, the Hawthorne Football Club, the GM of operations and major projects and uh, keeping a close tab on the women's team. So the AFLW, their first game at Hawthorne against Essendon. Uh, Essendon, the home team, but at 7.10pm Saturday the 27th of August. So Saturday week, two away from now at Marvel Stadium. It has been moved after there were, uh, there were calls for that game to be moved from Northport Oval to Marvel Stadium. And the, uh, the unprecedented demand for tickets uh, warranted that venue to be shifted. So uh, Marvel Stadium is where it'll be in round one for uh, the inaugural game of both of those teams, both new clubs to the AFLW uh, this season. Season number seven of the AFLW competition. We'll take our final break here on the program, the Sporting Capital on a Monday night. Brett Phillips with the first serve not far away. We'll get to your thoughts. We'll have a look around the rest of the world of sports. And uh, we'll close out this first. Uh, we'll close out this uh, first day of the week next. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.